And then I would continue then to eat my bologna sandwich. Ew. And my Dr. Pepper. And that was my lunch <laughs> practically oh, every bologna day. Bologna sandwiches are the best. Who said ew? Me. I know. Oh, I've never fine. liked bologna. I'm sorry. The vegan can say ew. No, but I've fine. never <laughs> liked bologna. My dad used to make us fried bologna sandwiches all the time. Oh, and that's he, like, that sounds and, like, amazing. My brother loved them. He was like, this is a treat. And I'm like, this is yeah. torture. Sometimes <laughs> no. we also had syrup sandwiches, which were delicious. Oh, no. They're oh, no. horrible for you. My... my Bologna. My cousin used to eat ketchup sandwiches. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's that's something. My bologna sandwiches on one side had butter and on the other side had mustard. Yes, that's appropriate, especially when they're fried. That's no exactly kidding. what you need you on it. You were the first person to say that that's appropriate to me in my life. Really? I have been on this rock of a planet for three decades, and you're the first. <laughs> maybe, it's, maybe it's Canadian. I honestly do oh, think Angus, it is. Angus! Angus! <laughs> Angus, Angus is, is here. here. <laughs> Angus is here. Everyone, shut up. Listen. He's agreeing with you about your sandwich. Exactly. He loves mustard on his bologna sandwiches. Too. <laughs> I love mustard on sandwiches. Uh, I just don't like bologna. That's pretty cool. Well, I'm mustard happy. on turkey sandwiches. I'm really happy Angus agrees with me. So, <laughs> well, well, without further ado, five, four, four, four three. three. Two. Two, one. Two. Oh, wait, I won. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to the Happy Hour. My name is David Ojai. I am at MetalDave01 on Twitter.com, and I am joined, as always, by Beth. Hi. I'm at Eliza underscore B-E-T-H. Hey. Mm. Wait, what is my Twitter handle? B U T H A N. Yeah. Yes. yes. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where my brain went. Uh, uh, Veronica. <laughs> yeah, I am at C H I L E underscore Pepper on Twitter. And Ashley. Yay! Hi guys. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Hey, hello, you are. On Twitter. <laughs> and we're the Happy Hour at Happy Hour on Twitter.com. Of course, Angus is also with us. Duh. Yes. He will be piping in <laughs> uh, with his own analysis as the episode goes on. Um, I also want to give a shout out to uh, Angela Price. Hi. Thanks for listening because, of course, Hello. you're listening now since we yes. blew up her Instagram about it. So, welcome. <laughs> she loves podcasts. She's going to love us. Absolutely. Yeah. Like what else? What else? What else is there to listen to these days? Anyway, so and also, happy birthday to Beth! Happy birthday, Beth! Happy birthday! Oh. Ha- Thank you! Happy birthday to Beth! And <laughs> yeah, we got Ashley back because what's going on for this episode is that yesterday, uh, March tenth, was the I'm pretty sure the official start uh, of the Happy Hour podcast. Um, yeah, last year. We are now officially one year old. One year. Yeah. One year? One Ooh, year old. That's incredible. It is really incredible. This will be our 51st episode that we're recording currently. And I was going to... I was just on my way to start uh, bringing up the stats and whatnot to start glouting or gloating over them. <laughs> Does that Glowed. mean you got... Glouting. Glouting! I'm going to glout! Glouting's not a thing. Um, does that mean you guys only missed one week? Yeah, There's two. 51 episodes? Well, and, and, in... yes. Somehow. Wow. Somehow that's the case. I'm surprised. Is it too. one or two weeks? It's dedication. There's 52 weeks in a year. Yep. 
So is this episode 50 or 51? 51. This one's 51. 51. Whoa. 51. Okay, sorry. I, but I'll how drunk are you I, for your birthday? None. I didn't. The lady at the bar didn't know how to make the cocktail that I wanted when I went to lunch today, so I just oh, had a no. soda. Oh. What did you want? Was it fancy? I just wanted a French seventy-five. It's not that fancy. Yeah, what the hell is a French seventy-five? Oh. A Francais, a Swiss all kinds, right? <laughs> yes. It's champagne, lemon juice, Cointreau. And a lemon peel. What? Do you ever want to just be like, can I just come back there and make it, please? <laughs> yes, yeah. I do. She, I'm just... she asked me what was in it, and she was like, I, she was like, I don't have Cointreau. I could put Grand Marnier in, and I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> just, I have just standards, just thank you. I'll just, with, I'll just stick with this. I don't know what either of those things are. I don't drink. I have zero idea what either of those things are that you just talked about. Yeah, it's it's okay. I was okay. just being a Is little bit extra. Yes. Sure. And that's allowed. But Beth, what I was going to say is that you are right because there being 52 weeks in a year and this being beyond our first birthday, this technically should be episode 53. <gasps> oh, look at that. Oh, okay. fancy getting all mad. Yeah. yeah. I <laughs> not, not my strong suit. think no. that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when, yes. when it's your first birthday. You've already lived one year. You're on year it's two. true. Do you yeah. know that I am going to say something that might not be true? Apparently, oh, <laughs> apparently, the Japanese, uh, when you're born, you are one years old. Am I incorrect that's about this? That's not true. Damn no, it. When you turn, when you're three months true. old, when you're they three months math, old, Dave. you're one year old. Right, because you've been alive for nine months. Is that what they do? Mm-hmm. Oh, and really? then I think in Damn China... It. I was so close. I think in China that, they do um, a 100 days thing because babies used to not live, like they wouldn't make it to 100 days, and so like they have a big party. Yeah, I know it's when the baby. <laughs> thing. Oh, maybe that's what it is—a Korean thing. Yeah. A Korean thing. Do you follow Joey on Instagram too? <laughs> is that where you learned that from? <laughs> mm, was it like his little like nephew? He posted oh, recently. No. <laughs> Joey, who? It's a little baby girl. Oh no. The mom used to dress her up for nap time, like she would be oh so sound asleep. So she put her in those crazy yes. outfits. Oh wow! Hilarious. I remember. It's that. the sassiest two-year-old you've ever seen in your life. She's yeah, awesome. Anyway, she now has a baby sister who's a hundred years old. A hundred years. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that went by quick. <laughs> Back in prime form for the podcast. I love it. <laughs> Just perfect. She's Benjamin mm. Button. Um, no. <laughs> She's a hundred days old, so they were just celebrating it. Nice. And that's nice. where I learned that. Huh. No, somebody else posted it on Twitter and it was like their little nephew or something turned 100 days old and he was dressed up as an emperor and like sitting on a tiny <laughs> throne on a table. Oh my, oh my goodness. God. It was really cute. Nice. <laughs> so, uh, Dave's like, um, hockey? No, 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 no. More like <laughs> us, actually. No, no. So, since starting uh, the Happy Hour podcast, uh, while we were on SoundCloud, we accumulated. Uh, 12,703 listens before switching over to Anchor. Now on Anchor, we have 2,600 listens, which brings up a grand total of somewhere around like 15,000 times our uh, episodes have been listened to at one point or another. And I think that's really damn cool. So that's really cool. Um, Also, um, all of the support 
from everybody that listened to us. Uh, we have around like, what was it there? Around 700 uh, people following us on Twitter for whatever reason. Oh because, my goodness. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and it just, it just keeps steadily going up. And we just want to say thank you, everybody, for dealing with us. We started yeah. the podcast last year. Because of how terrible the season was. Do you remember what was going on this time last year, last season? Ah, we were getting demolished. It was, it was anarchy. The apocalypse had started and it didn't end until like, I don't know, it was a season or something. It was so, so bad. And all the negative press and essentially. The apocalypse is always kind of vaguely happening in montreal yes yeah true honestly For funny anything. funny story so carrie got a so yeah carrie got like a puck weird of off a shot today this morning so he like goes down and he skates around a little bit and you know shrugs it off essentially you know he just got a puck in a bad place whatever happens yeah. then charlie lingren gets called up and everyone's like ah so that's crazy and <sighs> The thing is, whenever something like that happens... That was the literal happens, reaction on Twitter. Oh, yeah, I know. Just people screaming. <laughs> just everyone screaming. Everyone screaming. So I have yeah, a true. group text with some of the uh, my teammates on the rejects, and they don't give a shit about the Habs, but I always tell them about Habs stuff. And I'm always like, oh, my God, price went down because of a bad shot. Charlie Lindgren got called up. The city of Montreal is now under martial law. And I always <laughs> I always say that. Whenever something happens in Montreal, it's like Montreal is now under martial, martial law. law. And it's chaos. Cop cars being yeah. thrown into the St. Lawrence. <laughs> it's true. All the time. But, um, yeah, so between last year and this year, we are so pumped that we got to start, uh, at least I am, I'm pumped that we got to start this podcast right at the dawn of this new era. It's kind of like Marc Bergevin 2.0, it feels like, yes. going into it. And I can't wait for it. And I'm glad I get to share it with you guys and the Yay. listeners that you know come along Yay. for the ride, so really happy. I didn't know what else to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, thoughts, also, thoughts. Like, what do you guys I think? I also, besides being the dawn of sort of the, it was sort of the darkness before the dawn. Honestly, when we started, Certainly. and uh, like the quote that Ashley brought up early on uh, in our early days. Uh, to paraphrase, we were kind of just shaking our fist defiantly at negativity and, you know, just enough already, like try to be a part of the solution, you know? Uh, so it wasn't easy. I remember, like, I remember, oh, okay, starting a, a positivity podcast about the apps. <laughs> We're going to be buried alive. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, I remember those yeah. early meetings being like, man, we're not going to, nobody's going to care about this. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> we're going to get and I like, think team rolled. Fire their phones into the sun. Seriously. And in the early days, it was really, I don't know about you guys, but I wanted people to, like, remember the joy of hockey. Like, I also just yes. needed some sort of outlet for myself because when the team is on fire like they were, and I mean that as negatively as possible, um, yeah. on fire like they were at the end of last season, it's really hard being one of the lone positive voices out there to be like, guys, it's still hockey and it's still fun and here's all the fun things that are happening in this sport. Like, it's not all doom and gloom. So I kind of just needed a space for myself to be able to like, look, these are the things that I enjoy. Let's talk about them again because Twitter didn't seem like a safe place to talk about those positive things anymore. No. No, 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 no. Oh, no. Certainly changed since last year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's just like you want to try to be more like the person that you would want next to you in 
a dark time or time of crisis or whatever. Yeah. Oh, you know, not no. to over-dramatize it. Like, the, the, the person who makes it worse, get the hell out. Imagine. You are not bringing anything to the table. No. I'll, imagine two of me. No. <laughs> I can't do it. No. If, That's if, why we have to outnumber you. If me, <laughs> if me and myself are watching a game in my room, I mean, my fucking apartment would fucking catch on fire half the damn time. <laughs> But, um, no, but that's just how I get. I get emotional, and then the next day I'm like, ah! Habs lost 8 2 to the Ducks. Who gives a shit? We got 13 yeah, games exactly. left. <laughs> could have been 2 1, could have been 8 2, it's still two yeah. points. Just, exactly. They, exactly. And speaking of California. Yes. We only played one bad game. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. No, that's absolutely right. The San Jose game was amazing. Yeah. It was and, awesome. And that's kind of like a precursor to to like the other things that are going on. But let's talk about the game. So let's talk about uh San the San Jose game. Uh it was uh damn it. So we have to talk about Auntie Niemi. Lovely Aww. Auntie Niemi. Whom What happened? <clears throat> I don't He's a know. Shell of his former self. Yes. Well, see, I don't know why. The whole thing is that that was that was the uh, the narrative um, at the beginning of this year or the beginning of last year when we picked him up. It was this year, yeah. wasn't it? No, it was last year. No, it was last, last year. year. Oh yeah, the That'd beginning be of last season. So Al Montoya, we, then we got a uh, Niemi, and people were you know crucifying him because of his starts with like three other teams, and he was just hot garbage. Unfortunately, yeah, like terrible, terrible starts for the Penguins. Uh, my God, yeah, there were like three teams there. I don't remember them all. Just... The Sharks and right. somebody else. Florida? Florida? I want to say Florida. Oh, no, Florida. Yeah, Florida. Sharks, Florida. He was with the Sharks and Florida, yeah. Yeah, so those three, um, you know, terrible starts, and then the Habs pick them up, and people were like, what the hell are the Habs doing? <laughs> However. Okay, to be fair, that's people's reaction to anything. anything. Yes. <laughs> no well, matter what happens. What the hell are they doing? Charlie Lindgren! <laughs> in that was literally the um, re uh, response when they drafted Carey Price. What the hell yeah. are they doing? Yeah. In hindsight, <laughs> no, because well, no, no. The thing is that Niemi had himself a decent stretch there, and yeah, I can only think of like what is it? Maybe okay. I, I have to think back a little bit. Last year, last season, his start against uh, the Vegas uh, Golden Knights, the one that I went to, <laughs> um, he let in, like, three goals in the first period and he got pulled. <clears throat> Carey okay, Price that's goes your fault for going to the game. Yeah. That's, yeah. So, that's you. That's right, on you. Moving on. So, <laughs> and then, uh, he then, like, fast forward to this season, and he has a blowout game against uh, the Dallas Stars. Like, his career high in saves, and, you know, he keeps the uh, the Habs into it, which is great. And then we have a collapse on the magnitude of the Anaheim game. But he had another game like that, too. Not just Anaheim, but another one. Um, Florida. That, that oh, pulled, that's yeah. right. The Florida game. And again. And they couldn't recover from that one. And the team was playing well in Florida. You know, well-er than usual. Um, well, you know. Yeah, they were, they were doing well, but yeah. just couldn't overcome the deficit because of what was going on with Anthony Emmy and then uh almost yeah practically the same thing with uh San Jose. Now, the thing that's really ooh, mm, the thing that's really grinding my gears in this narrative is that it's all on Claude Julien's fault because not only was this <laughs> yeah. the Niemi 
issue. There was also the Katka Niemi issue. Oh, oh my God! God. Right? <laughs> did you guys even? Did you guys yes. forget that he was scratched? Did you guys rehearse that? <clears throat> he was scratched, <laughs> and people were losing their minds. He's well, a somewhere. literal child. Yes. <laughs> children need rest. They need naps. <laughs> this, was his, this was Carrie Price takes care of naps for games. Kokonami gets misses two games out of the 80 bajillion they play in a goddamn season. He hadn't missed one yet. Like, he's never played this much before. Plus why do you want to wait until he gets injured? Why do you want to wait till he gets injured? Yeah. To do something. Yeah. I don't know. And the good response I saw to that one about everybody talking about how Claude Julian doesn't know how to manage his resources was like, I bet Brad Marchand and Patrice Bergeron disagree. Yeah. 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 Well, I really yeah. wonder because what came up after that, and I'm only making this counterpoint because I read it somewhere. It's like, how many times did the Bruins make the playoffs under Julian's tenure? Oh, I think that was um, Eller and right. Corson's dad. No, no, you're, no, no, you're totally right. <laughs> Obviously, I paid stats and statistics. To his right. Twitter feed. Um, but yeah, <laughs> really. Really about... I'm sorry, scrimmage. I'm sorry, scrimmage. Love your stuff and Eller too. I love both your guys. But I just thought it was an interesting point because yeah, it is. But at the same time, the Bruins. I mean, outside of Marshand and um, the handsome one, um, who else did they have <laughs> at the time? Bergeron Rask. and Rask. Yes, yeah, sorry. David yeah, but now they have Pasternak, you know, now they have Pasta. like, they have themselves like some <laughs> young kids, and it's like that Bruins team, you know, they're, you know, they're not bad by any stretch of the imagination. Imagine if Claude was still there for that. Oh my lord. I can only imagine yeah. where they would be. Now, of course, Claude's coming in with a new coaching staff for this season. Um, tons of tons of new players, yeah. and just getting to the spot where they are now even even if I'm sorry even if they missed a playoffs by a sliver this is an astounding season for the Habs and we should be very proud of it Absolutely. all around god damn it I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the naysayer for once what because while no while I, I <laughs> in my heart 100% agree that this team was supposed to be a bottom feeder let's just be so happy that they're even thinking about a playoff spot like if you had told me that in September I would have thought you were nuts but I still would have been enjoying the season but everything I've seen has shown that this team was never supposed to be a bottom feeder every exactly underlying statistic that you can throw at them in all your charts and all your analytics show that this is who they are this decent team is who they are so if they do kind of throw it all away right here at the very end I might be a little bit upset about it yes and that's exactly what I was going to say, too. Not what I was going to say, but I agree with you. And they've uh, they've shown us all season that they bounce back. Yes. Yes. So everybody who packed it in on Friday night and called it quits on the season and, you know, held the funeral for the season on Saturday <laughs> afternoon. Like, what are you based on what? There's still 13 <laughs> games left to play. They're not going to lose them all. No. They can win them all. I'm I and like you like you said Ashley, I I will be disappointed if they don't yes. come back and just do what they've been doing all year. 
Oh, yeah. If they do another repeat <clears throat> of what went on in Anaheim, I'm going to be kind of sour. And by sour, I mean apoplectic. <laughs> apoplectic. <laughs> I will be beside my... Yeah, apoplectic. I will be absolutely <laughs> devastated because it's like the you team... The team has shown <laughs> that they can do so damn well. And then, yes, they're, it was a back-to-back. -back. The Western Road Trip is the Western Road Trip, as always. But, goddammit, now they're going to be coming home, and they have a game tomorrow against Detroit. And, okay, here we go. I'm going to say it. We've made mincemeat of Detroit for many games now. Hopefully we can yeah, do it again. Yeah, but isn't Zadina still playing? So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's going to be filling. Oh, no. Filling Carey Price's. Be yeah, he's going to be filling Carey Price's glove with pucks. Ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> can I say this? Can I say something? You may. Please. That is the point of this podcast. <laughs> We're not a silent podcast. <laughs> There's a reason. Um, Wait a second. One thing. I'm so sorry. You can speak. Oh, my God. But I didn't realize. You just said no, you can't. But, well, no, this is really important. I didn't realize Columbus got shut out today. Yes. 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 Happy birthday to her. Beth. That's all I wanted to say. Okay, go on. Also, also the Leafs lost six to two. Yes! <laughs> yeah! Can I get a fuck the Leafs? Don't you use a condom. Hey. What? I didn't get to talk about this in the podcast, That's but what the fuck was Yarmo thinking at the trade deadline? Yo. Right? Anyway. Is that the that Blue Jackets guy? Yeah. Okay, oh, I don't I'm trying to think, who, who are you talking about? Yarmo Kekalainen. He has the best name in hockey. What that is, is a good name. Yarmo Kekalainen. Kekalainen, yes. Right? Um, I'm not wrong. Oh, I have a, I have a lightning thing to tell you guys about later. But um, sorry about. So, with the with the blue, this is not the thing I was going to say. But with the Blue Jackets, um, they were they were shopping Panarin and they couldn't get what they wanted for him. They so they decided to just go all in for whatever they could get to try and make a run for the playoffs. But that's not happening. It was a poor strategy. Poor. Yeah. Poor. What's that? <laughs> oh. Poor. <laughs> poor. <laughs> okay. Back to what I was going to say. Unless Dave has more to say. Are you done? You no, no, right? please. Didn't you have something okay. else? Okay. Yes. Yes. Do it. Um, No team has even come close to losing every single game in an NHL season. Um the worst record is held by the Washington Capitals who only won eight games in the 74-75 season. So people losing their literal actual shit whenever the Habs lose a game, I don't understand it. They're not going to win every game. They're not going to lose every game. It happens. It's, it's part of a sport. And I don't understand why people think it's the end of the world when they lose in a place where they have lost for the last 20 years well and that's the thing that always gets me too like people act like when montreal loses to a team that's uh, lower ranking than them oh it's such a montreal thing to do to play down to the opponent or mm -hmm. when you know a rookie scores a goal against them oh there's montreal giving a guy his first goal yeah literally this happens to every team ever. exactly we're not special i'm sorry you're upset by this thing this natural phenomenon that has happened but it's just a thing that happens. And yeah, we haven't won in San Jose in 20 years. Why did you think this was going to be different? Yeah. Like, I, 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 I did I, think we'd I, have a chance I, in Anaheim. So did I. So did I. And then they fired Randy Carlo. And 
good. Yeah, exactly. Apparently. Well, and then the Kings beat Anaheim three to two last night, and it's like Jesus Christ. Anyway, <laughs> there was no easy game in the hockey. The Kings are fluky. That no, exactly. Is, because the Kings shut us out three to nothing at the beginning of the season too. So it's like, I, 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 what do They're you want fluky. from us, world, universe? What do you want? You know, there's a reason they play the games and don't just roll the numbers. Exactly. Um, so, another. Oh, yeah. No, you finish. Just, uh, just the people were really pissed off about Niemi starting against the Sharks because they're seen as the better team, both objectively and and uh, what's the other one? Subjectively. Subjectively. Thank you. Um, and I think that it was. Um, maybe not a great move, but just an interesting and a thought-out move by Claude um, trying something different just to see what would happen um, and it, and giving Carey more rest, which he needs because, like Ashley said, you can't just throw the corpse of Carey Price out yeah. at the end of the season <laughs> and expect it, him to play good hockey. I enjoyed that tweet of mine. It was lovely. <laughs> I, I also enjoyed it. <laughs> well, and further, more to that point, too, is that, yeah, Carrie, Carrie's definitely going to need a rest for the postseason. And uh, it's also a fact where it's like when you're when you have this situation, you have a back to back between a powerhouse and a team that's not a powerhouse this season. It's like, of course, you could start Carrie both times. But is it worth the workload? And it would have been the third time. Exactly. Man. And and Anthony Emmy. Not to, you know, gloss over anything, any of the aspects of, uh, uh, you know, his performance. Uh, yeah, his performance or anything like that. But it is his or job to be the backup. He has to be reliable oh. to yeah. back up uh, Price when uh, when he's not uh, in net. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think there's the good old hockey thing of letting a guy play against a former team, and mm-hmm. sometimes that yeah. gamble pays off. Well, and you want to he's won in San Jose before. Exactly. exactly. Well, that's because he was Carrie the goalie. Price- has not. No, yeah. He's, I think it was against Chicago. Or are you making? I'm sorry. I'm not bad at I'm not going to. Oh my do. God, Dave, I just got that. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, um, no, but you know what the thing is with that? The uh, the two goals, like the first two goals that uh, Niemi led in, they were the softies of the game. Because after that, he kind of got his shit back together. Yeah. But it just wasn't enough which is too bad but the Habs in Florida and the Habs were skating to and 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 dictating the pace of that game which is fine by me (laughs) and they can do it and then they didn't do it against the Ducks and I was like you know what fuck this game I'm going to bed and I woke up the next morning and I was like oh my god what happened and then I went on with my life yeah. <laughs> I, I I did not watch the end of that game either and then my dad texted me the so next crazy. morning he's like that was a good choice Oh yeah. <laughs> I got home from work and there was still I think half of the third third left but I had seen everybody's tweets and I was like no I'm not turning it on I yeah. actually watched the whole game that's because oh, it was in your time zone thank you and no, that's good. If you had to stay up for, till one for that one, you wouldn't have. Yeah. And I, no, exactly. And I will tell you that when Shea Weber scored his power play goal, oh. I was convinced we were going to win. <laughs> and then when it, that was obvious it wasn't going to happen, I just watched till the end and I shut Twitter down and I bade everybody good night and went on with my life. But, the most um, important thing to do, sorry, one sidebar. Yeah. 
the most important thing to do after games like that is exactly what you did. Shut down yep. Twitter, shut off the TV, <laughs> yes. do not listen to anything else, and nope. you can just think, well, good try. We'll try again tomorrow. It was easy for me on Friday night because I had a house full. So yes. I didn't listen to the post-game show. I didn't, Perfect. like, nothing. However, on Saturday morning, I got up, and I, there's a, the weekend uh, Habs Breakfast show on TSN 690. And they had a guy on who's the managing editor for NHL.com, Adam Kimmelman. Did you guys see that tweet that I posted? No. Mm-hmm. So he gets on, and he's talk, they're, they're talking about sort of the... The, the race to the playoff spot for the various different teams and then they ask him about the Canadians. Can I read this to you? Go for it. So the question is, has your opinions of the Canadians in that wild card race Ooh, this is wild really card race changed at all over these last games over the sharks with the sharks and the ducks, et cetera, et cetera. He says, oh, it says, do you think that the Canadians will be end up being that team who's on the outside looking in? And he goes, I think it's certainly possible but I don't necessarily think it has to do with one game that they had, one poor game out on the road. Going out west, especially at this time of year, is really tough, and it doesn't really matter whether it's San Jose, which is first, or second out in the west, or Anaheim, which is the bottom of the standings. Going in, long, cross-country travel, tough buildings, you know it's not an easy dot dot dot. Those are not easy games to play, especially when you're used to playing in your own division, playing short little trips, whether it's Boston or Buffalo or Ottawa or whatever. You know, that's a rough ride. I think if you look at the micro one game at a time, yeah, it didn't look great. But I think over the long haul, this team, this is a team that for 60 plus games has been one of the top eight teams in the Eastern Conference. They still have a top five goalie in the league. They produced offensively. What happened in the small microscope of two games, yeah, it doesn't feel good in the moment, but I think they've done enough to prove that they have a really good shot at being one of those eight teams when it's all settled. They'll come home, they'll regroup, they'll figure things out, and there's no doubt in my mind they'll be better than what they showed out West. Cool. I like this guy. I, I like him. him. Uh, what's That's his title again? Down and type. He's the managing editor of NHL.com. Oh, mm-hmm. so he's got like a job job. He's He's got a job. He's, he's, he's not just bank. a talk, radio talking guy. Yeah. So I just thought, oh, how nice. Can we please have some more of this instead of every, oh, there, go the, there goes the season. There goes Jack Hughes. We're not going to get Jack Hughes. We're not going to make the playoffs. Jack, Jack Hughes. Hughes. <laughs> Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes. Playoffs. Oh, my God. Playoffs. We get him. We don't want him. We can't get him. That's terrible. <laughs> His name is a French phrase. I didn't know. That's true. <laughs> and like, um, but it's England. just like everybody's giving up at the like. Ugh. Honestly, that is the thing that probably there are a lot of things about the Habs fan base that I wish I had the power to change. <laughs> That's probably the one that infuriates me the most. Is that literally what he said? That microcosm that they view every single game game in every game is live or die every game is playoffs or 31st in the league and it's it's not that way it's never been that way it can't be that way stop thinking that it is yeah it sucks in that moment watching it was terrible but jesus it's one game out of especially because i still expected them to come back mike Heaney yeah. had a tweet the other day that on saturday hi mike. Sunday, hi, hi mike he said i hate habs twitter after a big loss yeah. and then somebody replied to him asterisk loss, <laughs> <laughs> loss. Yeah. And then somebody replied to that asterisk game 
<laughs> I hate Habs Twitter after every game. Because even if we win, they're bitching about something. How come Kokaniemi only got this many? Yeah. Minutes? What is Claude Julian doing? Rolling out four lines. Oh my God. Heaven forbid. Why is the fourth line lines. on the ice so much? Yeah. yeah. Why is Thompson out in the final minute? Because he can win there? a goddamn face off. That's why. <laughs> God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. still hasn't scored. Oh, <laughs> poor Victor. Yeah. Oh, Victor. That's Brendan's fault. God no. damn it, Gallagher. <laughs> what were you doing? So my mom, my mom asked me tonight. She was like, "Do you think Brendan feels really bad?" <laughs> yeah, he does. Honestly, no. I actually don't no. think he does. No, I don't think so. <laughs> oh. He's, He's probably like, "Sorry, dude. Next time." Sure. <laughs> just score another one already. I didn't. Yeah. Time no, not even. Well, like I'm. Sh- I'm pretty sure he's just like ah, mine, <laughs> and then you know skates skates around in circles. He did. Maybe, have- maybe they have a bet going on the team, seeing how many times they can keep a goal away from it. Okay, <laughs> if he oh. shoots, make sure you deflect it. He's gonna retire <laughs> as the habit never scored any goals, but never still couldn't do so oh. to the team. He did have this cool slide thing. It was unfortunately right before a Ducks goal, but there was a mess happening in front of the net. And Mete somehow like ended up on his side and did like that. Is it like, is it footloose or dirty dancing where he like slides across the door, the floor? Dirty on dancing. his knees? On, no, 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 on his side. Like on his, like he does like the draw me like one of your French girls pose. No. I don't know. Maybe dirty it's dancing. Some, it's some dirty I don't dancing. think so. Is it? Footloose. It's definitely know. not a many times. Maybe there's another dancing movement I'm thinking of. But that's what Mete looked like. He's sliding backwards away from the goal. And then I was like, oh, what, Mete, what are you doing? That's pretty cool. And then the Ducks scored. And I was like, oh, that's not cool. Oh, it didn't work. He tried but, to Hal Gillett, and only Hal Gill can do that. Yeah, only yeah. Hal Gill can He Hal will Gillett. score. He's going to score this season. Yeah. Of course he will. It's Stanley so Cup winning close. goal. He will score. Yes. Yes. And then <gasps> he can just retire, cool. and that's it. Done. <laughs> I scored one goal. And the one that mattered. The only one I needed. <laughs> yeah, like cup winning goal and a top. catchphrase. That's all he needs in life. Ash, you. He can, just, he can just sign all of his pictures of scoring that goal with the word mint. Ha! <laughs> and then walk away. Nailed I'm it. Sure people hate mint. Yeah, that's a silly thing to hate. People Fuck hate Older people fun. that hate fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> people like hate fun. They're children. Like, they let are them, literal let children. Let them have their fun. You probably said some silly things when you were in your early 20s that your parents hated, but you did it anyway. I once started saying whatever to annoy someone, and now it's just a part of my vocabulary. So there's not (laughs) a lot of things that we can change sometimes about the way we speak. What did I think of today? There was something that I was... I said today, and I was like, I remember that I started saying this ironically, and now I say it all the time. Now it's it's just there. I can't think of what it was, For me, it's BRB. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like out loud? Oh yeah. <laughs> I'll leave the room and I'll be like BRB. And again, started it ironically and now yeah. it's just part of my lexicon. Well, it's just a thing. It happens. Yeah. We don't, we don't That's have control incredible. over that. That's incredible. <laughs> Speaking of BRB, somebody at my job the other day, I guess at the bar, their text alert was the door opening sound for AOL Instant Messenger. Jesus Christ. And I was like transported back to sixth grade immediately like oh my god oh remember icq oh my god yes i do do hello ashley (laughs) what kind of monster are you 
I love ICQ. Yeah, I did What's too. ICQ? Yeah. Oh my god, it would make the it's typing noise when thing. you typed. Oh my yeah. lord. It was so I crazy. I take the big dust cover off of our ginormous computer. Yeah. And turn it on, wait nine years, wait for the dial-up noise, and then turn on ICQ. God damn, I felt cool. Yeah, ICQ, <laughs> wow, that was like one of many messengers that I used back in the day, including AOL and uh, back when uh, MSN Messenger was still around. Wow, those were the yeah. days. I didn't have MSN. And aside from that, um, not, uh, let's see, we had ICQ, then the, uh, what the hell was the other thing I used? It was like that, that Unix one, the, oh, the no, nerdy, the nerdy, nerdy one. I don't, I can't remember. Anyway, but that's um, way, whew, okay, that's way over what the hell we're yeah. doing. So, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the Habs, uh, signed a new player today. Um, they signed a contract with Sam uh, Smith, whom... My goodness. Is an 11-year-old Fredericton, uh, New Brunswick oh, native, uh, diagnosed with stage 3 Hodgkin's lymphoma. And he got to sign a two-day contract with uh, Mark Bajavan himself. And he was able to join uh, the rest of the team on the ice today for a practice. Or today, oh, or, I missed that part. Um, yes. Oh, no. This was That's actually... Awesome. Oh, I am so sorry. This was actually from last year. Was it? Yeah, I don't think so. I'm, I thought it was shared today. I'm reading. Yeah. I'm reading the uh, the article right now. It says the events of June seventh, twenty eighteen, will be forever seared in young Sam Smith's mind. Oh. And that was the day yeah. that. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I am bad at stories. That's when he was diagnosed. <laughs> today he got to hang out with the Habs. <laughs> <laughs> Redacted. Okay. So, no, but Imagine it was people just... listen to us to get facts. Yeah. No, yeah. no. They, you should not. Praise you should the not. Lord that they do not. We are all about... Uh, Last week, you know. Dave and I were calling uh, Trot's Tortorella. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Ah. Well, he's, ah. he's like, Torts. And I'm like, Torts? That doesn't sound right. No, yo. No, that's right. It's Torts. And then we went on, and it was like, no, it's Trots. Wait a second. It's Trots. <laughs> that's the guy. <laughs> Regardless, um, oh, the Habs uh, went out of their way to make uh, you know to make this uh, kid's life amazing uh, for a day to be able to be on the ice with the Habs during a practice and uh, yeah. just hang out. I just thought that was really cool. Uh, that was uh, so some cool. of the some of the great uh, one of the great news stories that came out in the past week because ha ah, the rest of it was in California and was not as great. That's why they had to release that today. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> just like when they released a video of uh, Carey Price hitting the ice after his injury. Oh, God. You remember that? It's like, oh, wait, let's wheel out Carey Price since everything's really bad. <laughs> 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 oh. 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 I'm not even cynical about that. Oh, yeah, me neither. I was like, oh, good. It was just a good, like, I mean, it's like, oh, thank God, Price between is on the games. ice. Not a lot of content. Yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, so it's like. <laughs> tall for an 11-year-old. He's on skates. Even on his skates, he still comes up to Shea Weber's armpit. I'm sure. Mini Man Mountain. <laughs> yeah. I suppose. Um, um. Did you guys see the picture of Mark Bergevin in that article? <gasps> what? No. No. Here we in go. the Stu Cowan one? No, no, no. On the Canadian.com. No. He's just signed the two-way contract with... Uh, Sam Smith? Yep. That's a kiddo. And 
and and he's got his arm around the kid and the kid's heart holding oh up his contract. Have you seen have you seen this? I'm looking for it right now. It's in the article. Please well, I'm looking it. for the article. Uh, that's I a really nice one, shirt he has on the first too. One oh, it's shit. a great shirt. Got to see where that is. <gasps> oh, Dave, that would look so good on you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Just make sure, you, just make sure you don't stuff your arms. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Make sure I wear yeah, my Beth. natural arms. Put like, the whole floating Solid on. advice from Beth. Just wear your natural arms. Don't stuff. No, but I wanted to wear my my other arms. <laughs> We've all been tempted, Dave. Don't don't do it. Mark Bergevin is so handsome. Oh. But back to Sam Smith. Yes. yes. Imagine having that photo. Oh yeah. Where you're flanked by Price, Weber, Gallagher, and Domi. Yeah, yes, all seriously. of his favorites. Jesus. Mm-hmm. He's oh, so everybody's happy. favorites. Yeah. It's awesome. That's amazing. I love that teams do stuff like that. Like it's just I'm sure a lot of it's like you like you Veronica, you said you could be cynical about it and be like, Well, it's yeah. just for the PR, but those kids don't care if it's just no. PR. They still got to live that moment. Yeah, it's just so and amazing. The majority of the time, the players seem to have a lot of fun. Totally, the it. players definitely seem to enjoy it. Yeah, it's because it's. I feel like it's a break from the mundane. Like they're not just going to practice and doing the same old drills or whatever. They're like today, I get to make a kid feel amazing, well, and I get to joke around and do whatever. And I'm sure they, as much as they don't listen to the media, they hear all the same stuff we hear, and so I'm sure those moments are a good reminder of like. Right, this is why I wanted to do this. Yeah. Because this is how I felt about hockey yeah. back in the day. So I'm sure it's just nice to have that interaction that's just pure joy about the sport. It's pure, like, sitting down and signing a contract with the general manager of the Montreal Canadiens. Like, it's just <laughs> it's it's crazy. So awesome. There's there's a quote later on in this article. It's like, he's in the history books now. He's the smallest Montreal Canadian in the history of the <laughs> franchise. <laughs> that's and awesome. I, I love. I don't know if it was if they if it was in this article or just in the the Stu Cowan one, um, but he said that when the Make a Wish Foundation asked him what he wanted, he said that he wanted an experience that he could you couldn't pay for, because mm-hmm. they they told him that a lot of people asked to go to Disney and he was like I can go to Disney later I can't practice at the Montreal Canadiens later yeah yeah man kid's got a head on his shoulder yeah he he's very smart. Wow, he even, huh? Well, the kid—he's a defenseman for his local team. There, I had it in a moment ago. Uh, the Fredericton Peewee Kings, and uh, so he got to take a few shots on Price. And there's a whole paragraph about what he did. It's like, well, one time I went like the, the lower hole there, and he caught that one. So then I went the other way, and I actually got a goal on him there, and that was pretty cool. Oh damn! <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good he for said him. he did a lot of prep work to, yep. <clears throat> to take shots on Carrie. I want to meet this kid. I want to hang out. It's pretty cool. Like, please so tell cool. me about hockey things. Yeah. That's pretty. That's pretty amazing. So good on the the Habs for doing that. Yes. One hundred and ten percent. These are. This is one of the things. Like when people ask me why I love hockey so much, these are the kind of things that I tell them about there are a lot of other reasons why i like hockey but this is a big one just how involved in the community there and how yeah they're philanthropy um, <laughs> and how sincere they are 
I am 100% happy that Ashley was not around for that episode. <laughs> oh my gosh. What the... Oh, we were talking about the Habs philanthropic efforts. Oh my god, Ashley, you didn't listen to that one? I I missed a couple, I'm sorry. Don't worry, (laughs) I'm glad you missed it. I wish I hadn't missed that one. (laughs) And then, classic. Poor Dave. He just could not wrap his tongue around his (laughs) Poor Dave. Destroying the English language. And he's like, I wish Ashley was here. (laughs) One day at a time. One word. One syllable at a time. Oh, my gosh. That's a a good one. That was funny. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sorry. Don't be. So, So, um, Buttons. Were, do we have more topics? I'm I, actually wondering. Um, so I ooh, have something, but what do you got? It, oh, something about um, the owners, um, NHL owners. Um, I mean, I don't really follow a whole ton of stuff about NHL owners. I just see what really pops up in the news, like the mess with the Senators and the Ducks yeah. and what have you. Um, but. I see a whole lot of Jeff Molson and he's not like he's he's active with the team and he knows what's going on but he's not a micromanager and I found out that he I didn't realize that he's only a partial owner that his siblings and I think his parents or his dad also still own part of the team but he's more like he's become the face of the family ownership when it comes to the Habs um and he's really invested in the whole transparency narrative and he respects the coaching staff and Mark Bergevin. And it seems that he cares more about, he cares about more than just the money that the team brings in. He cares about what they're doing and their success in like as, as a sports team and not just financially. And I just thought that was interesting. He's always talked about how he cares about what that team means to Montreal and how they mm-hmm. can continue mm-hmm. to bring that pride to the city and not just, yeah, dollars. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I mean, I don't know if anybody knows anything different about other uh, owners, but it was just something that I noticed lately because he does the the semi-regular, um, like, ask, ask Jeff stuff, and I hadn't seen – I do follow some other hockey teams on Twitter, but I hadn't seen that from any of them. But it was just interesting. The only other owner that I feel like I regularly hear from is the senator's owner. So I don't (laughs) know how good of a comparison that is. But I think Jeff Molson seems pretty awesome. Yeah. No, I I feel like he's got the right attitude towards it. He does. And he's not a hothead, right? No. Mm -mm. So that's also really lucky for us. Like everybody last year, I think, I don't know if we've mentioned it on the podcast before, but who were talking about how he was on the hot seat and according to whom? Yeah, exactly. Like according, according to the media, Montreal. Mm-hmm. And then it sort of snowballed throughout the country, but I, I never got an indication that Mark Bridgman was going to be fired. No. Like why would he, anyway. No, I think I think I think they think very similarly. They have yes. the same Bergevin and Molson. I mean, um, they seem to have similar attitudes about how. And I think um, 
stability is really important to both of them. And I think Molson realizes that you can't just keep changing shit around. It's not going to yeah, it's not gonna work. Like taking the easy way out, you have to work yeah. and develop what you've got, and give it time. Exactly. To mature. It's like wine. Uh, they're both wine drinkers, so. There you go. They understand. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, Joff, there. I'm reading up on the Molson family. Uh, <clears throat> the Molson family does own uh, the Habs, uh, and Joff acts as like chairman of that. Yeah. Molson yeah. family is the majority owner. With Jeff Molson as the chairman, so that makes sense. And yeah, I, I think, think it's always been the family, hasn't it? Like it was the Molson family, then it was the Gillettes, and then it became the Molson family. The Molsons again. again. Yeah, it's like I wonder. Well, there, I mean, no, there's no difference between Molson Brewery back in the day, which was like the 50s and 70s and whatnot. You know, the dynasty years, and today, no, no, yeah, it's been pretty much yeah, the Molson Gillettes and then the Molsons. Yeah. I think. And, like, some uh, people in between that, you know, kind of shared it, like, you know, just local businesses and such. But, yeah, that's something I don't know 100% about, as most things. Who does, Dave? Who does? Who does? <laughs> Who does? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, let's see. So, aside from that, <clears throat> we got the game against Detroit. Oh, yeah, that's what I was looking into before. I wanted to see uh, how many more home games that the Habs have. One, two, three. I think it's more at home than away. It's it should be at barely this point. <gasps> I am going to the Capitals one on the fourth. Oh, that's exciting. Surprise. Yay. Yeah. Oh, my God. So that's awesome. We have seven <laughs> games at home and six away. For fuck's sake. <laughs> so I was same right. number as everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. More at home than away. And only one more back-to-back, and that's between, uh, that's the Sabres and then Carolina on the back-to-back. Ew. Charlie Lindgren. Yep. Do you you know what my dad pointed out about this last set of back-to-backs, actually the whole California road trip, is that geography-wise, and I'm taking his word for this because I don't know anything about geography, is that, like, they went to L.A., which is sort of close to Anaheim. So they went to L.A. Yep. And then Mm -hmm. all the way to San Jose. Oh, that's a song, isn't it? And then... All the way back to Anaheim. Like, who does that? Do the back-to-backs beside each other. I just, I understand it's a difficult job scheduling the entirety of the NHL season, but calm the fuck on. They were right there. I think it was Momesso who was talking about it, too, that on the night, uh, the night that they played in San Jose, which is basically San Francisco, um... They didn't get back to their hotel till something like Cisco. Be (laughs) sure to wear flowers in your hair. Um, I only know that song uh, because of the movie The Rock. Who's which one is that? That's the one with uh, Sean Connery. Dwayne Johnson's autobiography. No, 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 no. I'm talking about. Talking about The Rock starring. Is it about Alcatraz? Alcatraz. Yes, starring Sean Connery and Nicolas Cage and Ed Harris. Oh my god! It's a classic. And Sean Connery (laughs) is singing that song in the shower while he's like whipping together some sort of yo MI6. I'm gonna murder you with this piece of rope contraption <laughs> and um so anyways yes so yeah, they didn't even get back till late they, 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 they don't get back to their hotel <laughs> till something like 3 in the morning because the traffic in LA is stupid 
perfect. And I mean, True. but at that time of night, it's not as bad. But there's a lot of driving and a lot of everything involved. And like Jack Todd mentioned in his article Jack in his Todd. yesterday. Jack Todd. Hi, do you Jack. know who that is? I know Jack Todd. Yeah. Am so I wrong he, he's not been completely insane this year? Oh, I find myself agreeing with him more often he's than been not. Yeah. No, I was getting worried that it was I was just no? losing it. No, okay. Jack. He's also so good with the written word. He I, is. I enjoy reading. He is he a writes. wordsmith, my lord. Yes. Yes. Sweet mother um, of mercy. And he's an author too. Like he's a novelist. He's an accomplished novelist. Um, Noveler. So what he was saying yesterday was <laughs> like, doesn't matter how much, like nobody's got sympathy for these millionaires, right? Like the travel and having to move and the trades and blah. quit your whining because you're rich. You know, like just because somebody makes $30 million, that doesn't negate, you know, the fatigue, the bruises, the nagging, whatever, like, so that's anyway. just that's just it, right? They've got money. It doesn't mean they're hockey robots. They're still human. Yeah. Doesn't mean they're they robots. Have feelings. Yeah. I mean, money can help you maybe recover your muscles a little bit better because you have access to more things. But it doesn't yes. make you just automatically be able to go out and perform. Impervious that's not how it works. To, yes. Exactly. Impervious to life. These are still humans living their life. Young people. Yes. Anyway, yeah, that's one of the things that bothers me the most about people's yeah. opinions on hockey. Yeah. Just humans doing their best. Yeah. Yes. Right. It's right, Dave. Yeah, damn <laughs> you straight. Get it. I do get, you it. get it. I was all about that whenever that happened. I was like, this is a bad opinion, and I'm against it. <laughs> Were you listening to what was being said? Yeah. No, I was, oh, I was, good. I was totally with you. <laughs> it, sounded, it sounded like your cover for not. No. <laughs> I have, I have like, noise-canceling headphones right out on right now and you are you canceling us out no 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 yeah no i can only hear you guys god you guys you guys you guys you guys jesus bro what what today is paul byron's daughter's birthday oh <gasps> i know oh, she's that's six. right oh my, god. oh my god when was she born when he was like 14 what happened here <laughs> paul byron has a six-year-old <laughs> isn't he yeah. like 29 did she file her taxes this year? Jesus. <laughs> Hold on, I'm looking. You're looking to see if she filed her taxes? No. Oh. No, no, I am, yeah, okay. He'll be, 20, he'll be 30. Find her tax returns. He'll be 30 next month. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. Paul Byron is one of those young oldies. Yeah. He looked like a baby, but I didn't know. So I also had the same that's... picture birthday with her and okay. Paul Okay, how did you find that out? Instagram. Instagram. I just on Instagram, and he posted it three hours ago. Oh, and I, okay. And now I'm dying. I'm sorry. <laughs> he posted the cutest well, yes. pictures of her. They're so cute. She's wearing a tutu and a Habs jersey at the same time. Right? Oh, like that's my, my kind of girl. I haven't been Seriously. on the Instagram today, that's except cool. for um, to reply to Angela Price's question. Hi, Angela. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Hi, Hope Angela. you're enjoying Thanks yourself. Thanks for listening. We we love you and Carrie and live in yes. Millie. And, and living Lily. And living Lily. Oh my god, that's such a fun thing to say. <laughs> living Lily. <laughs> living Lily. <laughs> See, I know, right? Oh my god. Yeah. <gasps> She's a cute girl. She's so cute. Happy birthday. Awesome. Oh my goodness. Hmm. Um, Dave, have you guys ever seen the movie On Golden Pond? No. Yes. <laughs> is that like a Canadian thing? I have no thing? idea where this is going. <laughs> So I watched it a lot of times when I was a kid because my mom loved the Fondas and Catherine Hepburn. 
Oh. And so oh. it's a movie that's, I think, based on a play. It, it's, I'm yes. quite sure it's adapted from a play. Yes, it's it is. just plays that way. Um, <laughs> it's this uh, senior citizen couple at their summer home on the lake. Um, a golden pond. On It's on Golden Pond. And their daughter's, like, boyfriend's son or something like that comes to spend the summer with Henry Fonda and uh, Catherine Hepburn. Oh, cool. The loons. And um, so this kid, first he's all sullen. He doesn't want to be hanging out with a couple of old people because his dad ditched him with them, blah, 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 blah. And anyway, he starts to become friends. And, and, and Henry Fonda takes him out on the boat fishing. And, you know, and then the kid starts to enjoy fishing. And their quest and what they're after is they want to catch this big, legendary, huge uh, fish. And Henry Fonda's named him Walter. And Walter's escaped from him so many times. You know, and then the, Wait, the movie goes on and the summer goes on. Walter the big fish is, is eludes them. That's my so car's the, name. Oh my god. So you get to the very almost the end Man. of the movie, the end of the summer. Henry Fonda's a little bit depressed because summer's almost over and he's also not gonna be hanging out with his pal anymore because summer's gonna be over there out on the water. And all of a sudden, the kid, his pole starts to just wonk bend down and Henry Fonda's facing the other way and the kid gets up and he's like oh my god oh my god and he's like just relax all the good fish are gone you're not gonna like he won't even turn around and get excited for the kid and then the kid goes this fish is doing a really good Walter impression and he's like come on he's not like he just won't even allow himself to get excited then he turns around and he's like oh my god it's Walter <laughs> anyway, they catch Walter and then they release Walter. But then at the end of the movie, the kid, you know, they're they're packing up their tackle and they're packing up the boat and everything. And the kid turns to Henry Fonda and he goes, we call Walter. We call Walter. And I was thinking to tie this into the Habs. <laughs> oh, good. I'm waiting. All for right. <laughs> all right. Okay. Here's. Okay. We have, been, we have been looking for Walter. We've been trying all of these different combinations of players and coaches and lines and star stars and superstars and everything else. And Bergevin has been putting all of this thing together. And just now, when you imagine where we are at the season, we're in March. We're in a playoff race. At the beginning of October, everybody thought we would be 31st where everybody said we would be 31st. We're in the middle of a playoff race. These guys who play together are exciting. What's happening right now is our Walter. We've got Walter. Yes. So when you lose a game or you play a bad game and, and all of a sudden you're out of a playoff spot, that's not when you give up. It's not when you walk away. That's when you have to fight stronger, be stronger and be together like it, just the notion of everybody just calling it a season on friday night it just made me mental we've got walter we've got walter Turn around and be excited i'm really excited to talk about walter next game and have nobody have any idea what we're talking about <laughs> yes <laughs> it's walter <laughs> on the head is named walter <laughs> i were to be furiously googling it's such fish a good pictures? movie. It's a really good movie. Let's just let's just post fish fish pictures. Yeah, but now I gave <laughs> it away. Oh. 
but people who don't listen won't know. That's true. It's an old movie. Yeah, I never but I heard get, of it. You would like it, Dave. You would like it. <laughs> I've heard of it. I've never seen it. I totally get what you're saying, though. Like, yeah. It's that you can't see what's right in front of you because you're so cynical about what's come yes. before it. You can't appreciate what yeah. you've got and right now. And that's the moral. Yes. Yeah. It's cool. Nice. I like that. So, the Habs have played their 69th game in Anaheim. Nice. And I made a yeah, thank you. And I made nice. a, I made a tweet about that because in the 1969-1970 season, the Habs won the cup. In the 1968-1969 season, the Habs won the cup. In the 69th uh, year of the franchise existing, the Habs won the cup. I thought nice. for sure that the Habs <laughs> were going to win their 69th game, but they did not. However, this means that there are 13 games left. That is 26 points on the line. If the Habs go on a 13-game winning streak, which they will, they will end the season Obviously. with 105 points. It's more than enough. It is more, more than, than enough. enough. Now, the uh, threshold for making it into the playoffs, uh, uh, based on last year, was 95 points. That means that the Habs can afford to lose five more games um, out of the 13 currently. And given the schedule that they have I believe that they can persevere and do this even with that crazy stretch at the end of the season against the powerhouses they can get a win out of there and that would be yeah. very good hell they can get two wins hell yes they can they can whoop them all cause they can fucking beat them all of them I mean because here until the end I mean obviously the Leafs are crap and they're gonna they're, uh, they're gonna lose them and against they each other. Garbage. And they hate each other. Absolutely hate each other. Um, there are some really interesting things that came out of the uh, Bolts uh, Leafs game that we probably w should not get into. Uh, no, let's not talk about Morgan. Riley. No. Oh no. No, 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 no. However, uh, Morgan Riley for shame. So yeah. you know better than that. You do know better than that. So we're just gonna leave that at that, and uh, just look forward to uh, Philip Sedina and the Detroit Red Wings tomorrow night. And let's hope for a win that we're definitely going to get. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. And we are out of time. Ladies. Oh, no, already. Oh. I know. I know. Why so fast? I know. See, this is what happens when you don't have fun often with us. <laughs> oh, I think I have fun. No, I mean, I mean because she hasn't been here. So she doesn't understand how fast fun is. <laughs> she doesn't understand how fast time goes. Yeah, yeah. because she's yeah. That, having fun. That, yep. Yes. <laughs> Correct. Goes by fast. <laughs> Don't okay. sleep. Don't sleep. Don't sleep. Yep. I know what Don't tell me because No. Oh, it's don't speak. It's don't speak. <laughs> All right, we got to go. We got to go. That's it. All right. Cue the end music. I was not joking. That's it. We got to go. That was bad. That was That was the worst thing we could have done. To... Was that Gwen Stefani or Pink? Ha ha! Me and the